summer, everybody. This is the first summer episode of Currency. We just got out of school this past week, so we're celebrating with a new episode. Uh, for this topic, someone suggested to us that we could talk about the basics of investing. And so this is what we're going to do. Okay, so um, I lost our little game before this. We played a, a game of iMessage mini golf. So I will be doing the definition this week. Um, so basically, what we, what we wanted to define is what exactly is investing. Because most people think of investing as the stock market and buying stocks and that kind of that side of investing. But the formal definition of what investing is, is allocating money with the intent to make a future profit or material material gain. So you can think of this as um, buying a house, thinking the price is going to appreciate or something or another asset like that. Or you can also think of it as uh, taking time to go to the gym. You're investing time in yourself in in hopes of getting to be healthier in the future. So there's it's not just... Investing is not just the idea of stocks and bonds. It, it encompasses a lot of different things. Right. And, and also, um, so basically investing is something more long-term. It's not a quick gain. It, mm-hmm. it is a lot more long-term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, since most people do think of investing at, in terms of the stock market, um, I, we put together a list of uh, some, some terms that are probably good to know. Um, and then later on, we're going to go into some more, uh, in, like more strategies that you can go into, and then some 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 tips that we'll give you. Um, I do want to preface this by saying that a lot of what we're going to say is going to be just advice. It's not something that you should take, uh, you should take with a grain of salt. It's not you shouldn't follow exactly what we're going to say. You should do your own research and develop your own uh, thoughts on investing and how you want to do it on on your own. Uh, we're also not going to say any names of specific companies because we don't want that to be interpreted as us giving them our seal of approval and then you going on investing in them and then losing money. So we're, this is going to be very, very basic and very just entry level on what investing is. So um, first of all, I think it's important to know the major stock indices. So there's the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial, the NASDAQ are the three are the, the three biggest ones that people mo- most often talk about. And there's also the Russell 2000, which is more uh, smaller companies that are, that, are, that are just growing and kind of coming into their own right now. Um, so Chris, you want to do some of the basic terms here? Sure. So I think, uh, the most important one is EPS or Mm -hmm. earnings per share. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll hear analysts use that to compare a lot of companies. Yeah. So it's basically, uh, just a number, um, that we can, so we can compare companies very fairly and evenly. Mm -hmm. Um, do you know exactly how it's calculated? Uh, I do know how it's calculated, and I think you know, you know as well. It just uh, the number is very arbitrary. It doesn't really mean anything, um, and it would also take probably an entire episode for us to teach you how to do it. And you probably still won't understand everything. So <laughs> let's let's leave that for another time. I um, I just remembered how to calculate it. <laughs> <laughs> We're financial not- theory. Oh yeah, financial. Yeah, theory. but so. uh. So uh, earnings per share are very important because, like I said, it's a way to be able to compare companies. Even though there's large companies and small companies, these EPS numbers are allows people and investors to be able to compare them in just one 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 uh, facet. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's always news about companies. They're going to have their EPS earnings this day or that day. And investors really look into that because if they exceed their earnings, their stock price will usually go up 
And if they don't do well, then their stock price will go down. So it's an important number to look at for investors. Mm-hmm. Um, another number that is kind of thrown a lot around a lot with analysts is the P.E. ratio, which is the price to earnings ratio. Uh, it's basically it basically shows um, uh, the, the relative price of the share of the company to the net income of the company. Um, it's a very quick method to uh, analyze a company there. And then. There's all these different anal- analyses on what's a good P ratio for different markets and different indices and different things like that. But that gives you a basic idea of what it means, and then you can interpret that however you want when you're looking at a company. Um, another probably important thing to that you could consider is dividends. If you want, you can, I think Chris has a good grasp on what dividends, how how dividends can affect you. Yeah. So basically, when a company sells you or or uh, they say that you're going to get a dividend. You, they're basically going to pay you a certain amount of uh, of money for owning a stock in that company. Mm-hmm. So let's say company X gives a dividend of $1 every quarter. Then when that quarter ends, right? When the mm-hmm. quarter ends, they give you that $1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's they, they have set dates um, where, where if your own shares and – but if you own a, if you own shares before a, a date that they they define, then you're eligible to, to receive a dividend. Um, there's you can look up those dates online. They're they're pretty uh, easy to find. So mm-hmm. if that's that's one way that you can make returns on on stocks. Um, now getting into more of uh, more more term, general terminology, uh, something that that's thrown around a lot is market cap. Basically, what market cap is, it's the number of shares outstanding times the current market price of those shares. Uh, and it's, again, a very quick way to just analyze how big a company is comparatively to every all the other companies that are traded. And then that's further broken down to small cap versus large cap. Um, there's a specific cutoff for what's a small cap and what's a large cap. But think of um, a large cap as a company that's been around for a while, probably multinational, has a ton of assets, like $500 billion and whatever in market cap and then a small cap is probably something that you might find in the Russell 2000 that has that's that's just coming up is small could have it could have been a company that was big and has has crashed and now it's just a way to to, to separate out what's a big what's a a big company and what's a small company um, so then i think another important idea that you should have in your head when you're considering investing is diversification um, and I, I think chris we we learned a lot about diversification recently so, corporate finance yep. yep so if you i think you have a if you want to yeah yeah for sure i got you <laughs> so basically by diversifying your port your portfolio you're able to eliminate a lot of risk um not all so risk, that just some yeah definitely not not all risk but some risk um so when you diver- diversify it allows when when one of your stocks is not doing well, then the other stock that diversifies that stock does not necessarily mean that they will be doing bad as well. So an example that we learned in class was, um, so it was either owning a sunglass company and um, an umbrella company. Uh, an umbrella company, right? Mm-hmm. So when it's a sunny day that sunglasses company will be making a lot of money. They're going to be doing well, mm-hmm. but that the umbrella company will not be doing well. Mm-hmm. So it evens it out a little bit. And that way you're not completely losing money, 
but it also keeps you from completely making making money mm-hmm. and and what that is called specifically is some people might refer to it as hedging so you could say well i live in arizona it's not it doesn't rain that much it's always sunny so why don't i just put all my money in sunglasses and it's it's going to double or triple um but then in the rare case that it does and it does start raining everyone that has all their money in the sunglass company is going to lose money at a faster rate than the people that have it that have diversified portfolios in umbrellas and sunglasses so that's something so something to keep in mind yeah it's it's very important because um recently tech stocks have been on a big rise and if you put all of that money into tech stocks what happens when uh something bad happens to the tech industry then you lose all that money that's why you want to put money in a lot of different industries so mm-hmm. diversify yeah you don't want to be chasing chasing growth you don't want to be chasing these these upward trends you kind of want to be looking for value in what in what you're investing in uh, and then i think the last important uh term that that you might need to know when learning about all this stuff is the interest rate um you, this might come up a bunch and what it basically is is it's there's two definitions of it um, it's determined. There's one part of it that's determined by the Fed, which is the Fed funds rate, which is the cost of banks to borrow money, and it's also determined by the market, which is the demand for U.S. Treasury. And what U.S. Treasury is is basically investing in debt from the U.S. government. But generally, the interest rate is at a very basic level is just used to determine the cost of borrowing. So, I think that's a good list of terms to get in- introduced into investing and kind of get an idea of what some of the the jargon is so you can kind of kind of get your feet wet and now there's some popular investing strategies that we've that, uh, that we've encountered and we've been reading about so there's three main types of investing there's active passive and then there's very active investing so starting out with passive which is what you hear warren buffett doing when he'll just buy something buy a company that he sees as undervalued and hold it forever this is a and uh, Warren Buffett is one of the best investors currently. In case mm-hmm. uh, you guys didn't know who that is, mm-hmm. yeah, he's the I think the third or fourth wealthiest man on earth. So he's he's done pretty well for himself. Um, basically, the whole the, if I could define this in one line, it would be that time in the market is better than timing the market. So the idea. Oh, of well, this, I like that. I like that. <laughs> so it's just like the idea of uh, the longer you're in the market. Uh, the more time there is for to, there is there's more time for you to, to 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 make gains. Where if you're trying to time the market, you're constantly like trying to chase that high. You're trying to to buy in as it's about to go up and then sell at the top. But it's very difficult to time where the bottom is and where the top is. So people end up losing a lot of money doing that. Um, the second type of investing is active investing. So there's uh, four different kinds of an, uh there's four different subcategories within active investing uh there's fundamental analysis which is where you look at a company's financial statements and you make judgments based on you make judgments based on how the company is performing based on their financials mm. um and then there's technical analysis which is where you don't look at the company's financials at all and you just look at how the stock price is performing and you see all these different uh, trends in the price. This is where you'll run into terms such as uh, head and shoulders, cup and handle, etc., which is all just ways people are looking at the gra- the graph of the stock price, and inter- and those they see signals on if it's going to go up or down or whatever, stay flat. Um, a- 
Another type of active investing is value investing. Uh, this is basically where you're going into the market and you're looking for discounted disc companies that are selling at a discount in the market, uh, or they're they're undervalued kind of. Uh, and then the fourth the fourth way is growth investing, uh, where you're looking for companies that have potential for continued growth regardless of the valuation that they currently have. Um, so this this might apply to the tech industry right now, where companies have super high valuations, but everyone still sees them as having potential to grow, so they're still putting money into them hoping for that, that long-term gain. Um, and then the last, and then the third type of investing, which is very active investing, uh, this is where you'll run into swing trading, where you might buy shares on Monday, aiming to sell on Wednesday, because there might be earnings on Tuesday, and you think it's going to go up, and then you just kind of take that small profit. Um, and then this is also uh, day trading. I think a lot of people have heard of what, heard of day trading. It's where you'll make many transactions in one day, trying to get, Instead of trying to find one share that's going to go up 20% over a year, you're trying to find one stock that's going to go up a fifth of a percent in 20 minutes, and you're going to buy instead of one, like a small amount of uh, uh, a small sh portion of that, you're going to buy a thousand shares, and then you're going to get maybe two cents on each share, and you're going to collect those gains. Mm. And so I think it's important to uh, tell everybody that. Um, each of these types of investing strategies have their uh, pros and cons. So again, like we said earlier, doing a lot of research before you get started uh, is very important. Mm -hmm. So and now, yep, sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, so so back to fundamental analysis where we talk about looking at a company's financial statements. Um, so there there's kind of a uh, it's not it's not very simple when you look at a company's financial statements, and I think this could be something pretty interesting for a future episode since we learned it in theory. Mm -hmm. But uh, looking at uh, a company's financial statements will tell you a lot about what they're doing, how they're doing, and that goes on with uh, looking at growth and and value investing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing is, if you're trying to if you're looking to do if you're looking into potentially doing fundamental analysis. Um, stay as far away as you can from technical analysis because once you mix the two, or if you think you're mixing the two and you're doing something right, you're gonna you're gonna end up making some mistakes and it's not gonna not gonna work out. So you have to do your research and be very diligent in what you're doing. So um, I think now that we have an idea of the different kinds of investing, some basic terminology of it. Uh, here's some we have some a list of some important tools that might be good to know about. So first of all, there's the way that most people invest and buy and sell stocks is through a brokerage account. So some of the, the mainstream ones that you might have heard of are Charles Schwab, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, etc. Um, but there is a free platform called Robinhood. I imagine what many people have heard of this. It's, uh, it's one of the biggest growing uh, fintech companies out there right now. Uh, there's no fees, so it's a lot cheaper and a lot easier to get into than some of the other traditional brokerage accounts and a lot of a lot of college students use a lot of kids use it it's a lot it's it, it doesn't necessarily limit your gains as much as one of these other traditional ones now chris earlier you mentioned what an index what a mutual fund is and what an index fund is um these are pretty good tools for someone that's trying to just that's just getting into investing um what are it basically basically what they are it's a basket of stocks so if you don't want to do all this research and get all this information and it, if this sounds very overwhelming to you, uh, you can look into index funds and you can say, oh, 
I think the tech industry is going to do well or I think um, consumer staples are going to do well. And then you can look up index funds that have that have a mix of those kind of stocks in them. Or you can even do an index fund that has the entire S&P 500 in it or the entire Dow Jones in it or the entire or the entire U.S. market in it. And that's an e- that's a very simple way to diversify. And it's also a very simple way to begin investing and uh, and own a, lot, a, a big basket of companies. Mm. Um, so so basically it's like so it's a it's a basket of goods that give sort of a very good imitation of how specific industries are doing yeah exactly it's, it's gonna it's gonna very closely track what what the indexes are doing mm. right and our next tool was bonds correct mm-hmm. so bonds are usually uh so you're basically lending money to a company a government or whoever is issuing a bond mm-hmm. and the way that you make money from that is that you get uh, coupon payments throughout. I think it's usually semi-annually, mm-hmm. and you get uh, the face value. Uh, well, the 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 face value the face value back uh, when the bond matures or what when the bond is due. Mm-hmm. And bonds are generally a very a very safe investment. You're not gonna you're gonna kind of limit the potential for gain for uh for growth, but you're gonna have a very safe investment unless the company were to were to go bankrupt or something like that. But even in that case, you're still one of the first shareholders that has rights to, to rights to being paid out. Mm. Um, then, I think there we have two or th- two potentially three more things that we won't, we would mention. Uh, the idea of dollar cost averaging. So, if if you're really into this, I would recommend reading The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. And then, if you're really into it, read Securities Analysis, which both books are very good. They're both very they're. Securities analysis is much more technical than the intelligent investor, but they'll it'll give you a very, a very, very in-depth idea of what investing is and how to, and value investing. Um, that being said, the one idea that's kind of preached throughout those books is dollar cost averaging, and this again reiterates the time in the market as opposed to timing the market. So if you were to buy uh, an index fund every month at the same time, regardless of the price of it, in the long run you're going to end up doing better than the than if you just buy and hold without without averaging so the idea is you'll buy something at $100 and then a month later it'll go up to 110 you'll buy again at 110 and then the next month it might go down to 60 you buy again at 60 so instead of trying to time where the highs and lows are you're gonna you kind of just continuously doing the same thing and you're gonna it's it, it basically creates compound interest is what it is what it's getting at um, so then, a kind of a more dangerous thing would be options and futures. I don't know if Chris, oh, yeah. do you want to do you want to get into that, or should we kind of, or should we leave that for another episode? Uh, I think we can give a little bit basic uh, basics of what it is. Okay, you can, you can. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, like Ian said, this is it's it's really dangerous, very risky, uh, risky tool to invest in, and so basically, uh, you'll purchase an option on a stock, and what you're looking for is. Uh, do you think the stock's price will go up in a certain time period, or do you think it will go down? And you will buy an option, which we call a call or a put. Mm-hmm. So if you if you purchase an option where you you can sell, oh no, you a call, so you can buy a stock mm-hmm. at a specific price. Yep. And when when the price of that stock exceeds what the option was, 
you can buy it still at that price and then you can sell it at the higher price that it is now thus making profit mm-hmm. and put is just the opposite but you're you're selling instead of buying so that does sound very simple if you're just kind of taking that definition as as it is, but there's mm. a lot of complexity behind it, and there's yeah a lot often a lot of money going into it that you're not realizing is going into it. So if you want to do if you want to look at options and futures, I recommend either talking to an expert about it or doing a lot of research before you before you uh, before you jump into that. Right, um, definitely, definitely. And then the final thing I want to I want to kind of cap this off with is if everything we said doesn't make sense, if everything we've said sounds very scary to you, if none of it is something that you think you can handle doing on your own, then I would recommend an investment or a wealth manager. Um, they're going to know what they're doing. It's going to cost you a little bit up front, but it, it'll be a lot safer than you just kind of throwing money out there and potentially losing all of it. Uh, they're professionals. They know what they're doing. They, prob- they know a lot more than we know, uh, and they're going to know a lot more than you know, so that's kind of a very safe option if you're if you're too, if you're if you're very nervous about doing this or don't have a, and don't think you have a good grasp on it. Mm. So sounds good. Anything so I think, uh, yeah, uh, I kind of just want to say that uh, it might sound like we we know a lot, or it might not sound like we know a lot, but I just want everybody to know that we all start somewhere. So. Um, if this scares you, like Ian said, you can just do a lot of research, do a lot of reading, go to investment and wealth managers and find out more about it. But if it's something that you're really interested in doing, don't be don't be afraid. It's it's okay to not know, but there's you can always self-teach, self-learn. Mm-hmm. And I just want to share how I wanted to get into investing last summer. And I was I did a lot of research asking Ian uh, questions about it last summer throughout last summer and then i was finally able to start investing i think it was early last school year mm-hmm. that's so exciting. yeah yeah it was like near the end of the summer mm-hmm. and i'm doing i'm doing fine and it's still uh still pretty small right now but like i said it's uh if it's something you want to do don't be scared to do it just make sure you're you're safe about it and do a lot of research before starting mm-hmm. Uh, another another kind of tip I, I would give is if you want to do this, you think that you have the knowledge to do it, you think you have the skills to do it, but you're kind of hesitant to put your own money up, what you can do is you can make a paper trading account. If you go to Investopedia, they have uh, things you can do. You can also open a, a brokerage account with some of the places I, I mentioned earlier, and you can basically trade fake money. So there's there's some debate whether this works or not because you're not as psychologically attached to this fake money per se. But if you're very diligent about it and you pay attention to it and act like it's actual money, uh, a paper trading account will be will be very beneficial in the long run. So. Well, if, uh, if any of you have any questions, just feel free to message us or anything. We'll, we'll be happy to answer any questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, overall, I hope, yeah, this go was, ahead. I hope this was helpful to anyone that was looking for advice and I hope it gave you some confidence or sent you in the right direction yep well I think I think is that it for this episode I think that's it alright well thank you again for listening and be back next time